Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson. It's Monday, and you know what that means. It's time for Talking Sports with Nick Jenkins and on the South Central Indiana News Network. On tonight's show, we'll talk with Cruz Martin from WIUX Radio and Big Ten Network Plus. Terry Morin and Trace Jackson Davis win several awards. Jalen Hood Chafino is headed to the NBA. IU men and women's basketball loses players to the transfer portal. And Ball State center Peyton Sparks commits to Mike Woodson. We'll have our high school scoreboard update and look ahead to the week in IU Athletics. So let's talk sports. And we will start with a big week for Terry Morin as she was named AP and K. Yao Coach of the Year Award winner and will be an assistant coach for USA Basketball's Under-19 World Cup team this summer in Madrid, Spain from July 15th to 23rd. Morin won a gold medal as an assistant coach for Team USA at the FIBA Americas Under-18 Championships in Buenos Aires, Argentina last summer. Indiana finished 28-4 this season, won the Big Ten regular season championship for the first time in 40 years, was a number one seed in the NCAA tournament for the first time in school history, and ranked as high as number two this season, along with the all-time winningest coach in Indiana women's basketball history and being named Big Ten Coach of the Year for the second time in her now ninth season at Indiana. Trace Jackson Davis has been named the Carl Malone Power Forward of the Year Award winner. The Greenwood, Indiana native and Center Grove High School product averaged 20.9 points, 10.8 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2.9 blocks per game. And this is the first Division I player in over 25 years to average 20 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and 2 blocks per game. Indiana University sophomore Tamar Bates and junior Jordan Geronimo have entered their names into the transfer portal. Bates played two seasons at IU. He played in all 35 games this season, averaging 6.1 points, 1.6 rebounds, and 1.1 assists. Bates shot 39.2% from the field, 37.4% from the three-point line, and 88.2% from the free-throw line. Geronimo played three seasons for the Hoosiers, appearing in 82 games, averaging 3.8 points and 2.7 rebounds in his career. He made 60.1% of his shots, but was 31% from three and 52% from the free throw line. He scored 15 points in the NCAA first four game against Wyoming in 2022. IU freshman Jalen Hood Shafino enters the 2023 NBA draft. The Big Ten Freshman of the Year from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania and Montverde Academy in Florida averaged 13.7 points, 4.1 rebounds, 3.7 assists, and 33.1 minutes per game for the Hoosiers. He is projected as a first-round pick and could be a lottery pick. The NBA draft is June 22nd at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. He is the fourth one and done to play at IU. The previous three, Eric Gordon, Noah Vonley, and Romeo Langford, were all lottery picks. Ball State center Peyton Sparks has transferred to Indiana University. Sparks is 6'9", 240 pounds, 
from Winchester, Indiana, and played two seasons at Ball State, where he was a two-time Mid-American Conference selection and 2022 MAC Freshman of the Year. He started all 62 games for the Cardinals, averaging 13.4 points and 8.6 rebounds, while shooting 56% from the field. His 421 free throw attempts the last two seasons were the most in the MAC and seventh most in college basketball. Indiana University women's basketball players Mona Zarich and Keander Brown are in the transfer portal. Zarich, a sophomore from Novi Sad, Serbia, played in 14 games in her career, averaging 3.5 minutes a game. Zarich scored seven of her 14 points a season in a December blowout win over Moorhead State. Brown, a junior from Montreal, Quebec, Canada, started eight games in the 2021-22 season, averaging 2.9 points and 3.2 rebounds and shooting 59% from the field in that season. In December of 2020, she scored 12 points and pulled down 10 rebounds against Nebraska. She played in seven games this season after a thumb injury kept her out for the first two months, then a hip injury against Michigan State in the Big Ten Tournament knocked her out for the rest of the season. High school sports time. Let's check the local high school scoreboard. Spring sports are underway in baseball. Bloomington South beat Lake Central 6-1, and the Panthers beat Brownstown Central 2-1. In softball, Edgewood beat Bloomington North 13-12. Owen Valley beat Bloomington South 4-3 in nine innings. Edgewood routes Eastern Green 21-3. Bloomington South beats North Knox 13-2 in five innings. And Columbus East beats Bloomington North 11-2. In girls track and field, South and Edgewood competed in an unscored meet. Bloomington North beat Edgewood and Owen Valley in a three-way meet. The Cougars score 86 points. Edgewood 72 and Owen Valley 9. In boys track and field, Bloomington South and Edgewood competed in an unscored meet. Bloomington North knocks off Edgewood and Owen Valley 132 to 32 for the Mustangs and 19 for the Patriots. And in girls tennis, Bloomington North beat Castle 4 to 1. That is a look at our high school scoreboard. When we come back, we'll talk with Cruz Martin from WIUX Radio and Big Ten Network Plus. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jengison on the South Central Indiana News Network. Are you spending more time at home these days? If so, then you'll want to consider having your carpets professionally cleaned. Brothers Carpet Cleaning has been the region's premier cleaner for nearly a decade. Their truck-mounted systems are the most effective to remove bacteria, allergens, and pet dander. Brothers Carpet Cleaning will professionally clean your carpet, tile, upholstery, and wood. When it has to be clean, call Brothers Carpet Cleaning. Online at CarpetCleaningBrothers.com. Are you concerned about your life insurance coverage during these uncertain times in history? I'm Adam Beasley with American Senior Benefits right here in Bloomington, and we can help you find the best coverage for you and your family. We work for you to find the best plan out of more than 150 companies. We can compare your existing coverage or start a brand new plan. From newborn to 89 years old, from term to permanent, we'll find what's best for you. Call us at American Senior Benefits, 812-631-2305. Hi, this is Keandra Brown with Indiana Women's Basketball, and you're listening to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson.
Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. It is time to welcome in my guest. He is getting ready to wrap up his freshman year at IU, WIUX Student Radio and Big Ten Network Plus. Cruz Martin is my guest. Cruz, an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you for taking the time to join me. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Nick. It's a real pleasure to be here, and I'm, I'm really excited to get going. So you're completing your first year as a student here at the media school at IU. You're from Borden, Indiana, in southern Indiana, near New Albany, Jeffersonville. Obvious question, you stay in state to go to school. IU, your choice. What made you choose IU over the other schools you were looking at? I've been a lifelong fan of Indiana my entire life. You know, my dad graduated from Indiana. My mom was an Indiana fan. She graduated from UofL, but she still associates herself with IU. My great-grandmother actually was a, was a diehard Indiana fan. She uh, actually recently passed away not that long ago, but she was very passionate about Indiana athletics. And, you know, I was just kind of born and, and raised an IU fan, you know, so I've known Indiana athletics my whole life. You know, I grew up with the football team. I grew up with the basketball team. I can go back and name players from a decade ago when I was six years old. We were talking about this just a couple of moments ago. Guys like Jeremiah Rivers and Bobby Capo Bianco and those guys back in the day, you know, not a whole lot of people remember them, but, uh, you know, those are some of the first players that I remember. Um, Devin Dumas is another player that comes to mind as, as well during the, the Tom Crean days. So I've always been an Indiana guy. And so when it came to choosing a college, you know, I was obviously looking around a little bit, but there was only, I actually only toured one campus and that was Bloomington because I felt like that was where I, where I wanted to be. I felt like that was where I would thrive the most. I can use that passion to help kind of drive me to be as successful as I can. Well, and what a year it's been for you. Obviously, you've covered men's soccer, women's basketball, football, men's basketball, baseball, softball. You're getting ready to also be a part of the Little 500. Is there anything that has stood out so far? What have you enjoyed the most? Oh, it was basketball season, without a doubt. I mean, you know, I was a, I was a basketball player in high school. I, I grew up a big basketball fan. So there's nothing like Indiana basketball, no matter what level you're at, whether you're at the high school level, whether it's the college level with Indiana, Purdue, and, and Butler, Notre Dame, or you take a look at the professional level with the Indiana Pacers and the Indiana Fever. I mean, Indiana is just a basketball state. So, you know, naturally growing up in the state of Indiana, that's kind of where I focus towards. And, you know, especially since I was I was mainly covering the women's team this year and the run that they put together this season was absolutely fantastic. You know, Terry Morin just recently named coach of the year. Unfortunately, their run came to an abrupt end. But just the journey going with that team all season long, you know, you get to know the players, you get to know the staff around them, you get to know the people who you're working with. It's something that I'll remember forever. And that happening in my freshman year, it just makes me more excited to keep going. Did you ever think in your freshman year you get to call an NCAA tournament game in Simon Scott Assembly Hall? You were on the call for that IU-Miami second round game. I know it was probably an emotional game for you. And I'm sure going through your mind as the game was going on and the Hoosiers were struggling a little bit, you're thinking, is this really happening? Could we be, could the Hoosiers be bounced out? And unfortunately it happened. Just take me through your mindset in that game and especially toward the end of that game. This will paint me as a true IU fan, you know, growing up and I was, I, I, I started following the women's team back in 2018. It was Tyra Buss and Amanda Cahill senior years, the year they won the WNIT, you know, since then I followed the team pretty closely. You know, I've never had that feeling with the women's team, especially this past season that I had with the men's team my entire life, which was, we're going to find a way to screw this up. I never had that feeling with the women's team up until they were behind against Miami. And I was like, oh boy, this feels familiar, not with this team, but just this feeling in general as an IU fan. 
So, you know, that was more on my mind than anything. Obviously, I wanted to have a good call as well because this was the biggest game by far that I've called in my career up to this point. So, you know, that was on my mind as well. Just the way that things went down. I mean, Indiana just couldn't bust through the barrier and take the lead in that game. You know, that that really kept the tension strong, kept everyone on their toes, including myself. The more I reflected on it, though, you know, first of all, the more sad I was that, that the run was over. But also, I was very appreciative you know, of the opportunities I've been fortunate enough to, to have up to this point it keeps me wanting more, you know, so it makes me work even harder, you know, going forward. And obviously an historic season, look at the crowds that came this year with, of course, Wisconsin, Iowa breaking the records. You talked about 2018 when they played Virginia Tech in the WNIT final. That was the biggest crowd up to this point. They shattered that with four or five games over that Virginia Tech crowd. And obviously the, the big one was Purdue selling out Assembly Hall for the first time. Yeah, the, the, the crowds this year were absolutely fantastic. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, you, up to that point, like you said, the, the WNIT championship game, I was in attendance, and I thought that was one of the most remarkable crowds I had seen at a women's basketball game up to that point in my life. To see that top not only once, but I believe at least three times this season in Simon Scott Assembly Hall, I mean, I, I, I'm at a loss for words just, just recollecting on it because I can remember that whenever I used to watch women's basketball games on TV, there would only be a, a handful of people there, maybe three, 4,000 at best, usually around one and a half to 2,000. The, the crowds were, were desolate, to say the least. And so to see Assembly Hall sold out for the first time in women's basketball history for Indiana, that was the, that was the Indiana women's basketball has made it in the hearts of fans everywhere moment, you know, because Indiana fans like good quality basketball. It doesn't matter if it's men playing it. It doesn't matter if it's women playing it. As long as it's good basketball, people are going to show up. And I think you saw a prime example of that this year with the women's team. And they're going to continue to show up. Obviously, the career of Grace Berger comes to an end. One of the best to do it in an IU uniform. The WNBA draft is coming up. Surely there's going to be a team that takes her. Where do you think she goes? Oh, man, that's a that's a tough question, Nick. Uh you know, I think she'll, I think, you know, she'll probably end up going pretty high. You know, she's a really good all around player. You know, she's got tenacious defense. She's really good at handling the ball. You know, you've seen her jump shot, her mid range jumper over the last five years. I mean, there's nothing more pure than that. So, you know, it also kind of depends on what teams are looking for, but I could see Grace Berger being a potential first round pick for sure. It's just a matter of how she fits and which team thinks that she will fit best with. I think one of the surprises this year and, and you being a freshman was Yarden Garzone, obviously not your typical freshman, played in Israel, set the freshman record for most three-pointers here at IU. Obviously, her ceiling's high. As someone who's in the same class as you, what do you think of what she's done coming half a world away and making the impact she has? You got to give credit where credit's due. That's really all I can say. I mean, you know, she came on as a freshman, you know, usually sometimes freshmen have to kind of dip their toes into the water a little bit and kind of slowly get themselves comfortable. Gear zone was thrown in the fire, you know, first game uh, I called for uh, big 10 plus uh, against Vermont, the season opener. She dropped 19 points in that, in that season over. That was the most by a freshman in their uh, Indiana debut. I believe since Tyra bus did it eight years ago. And so with that, you know, this was kind of like a, wow, we have something here moment, at least for me looking at the team, because, you know, we had lost so many players in the offseason. I didn't know how Indiana was going to come into this season. You know, we got some transfers like Sarah Scalia and Sydney Parrish and Alyssa Geary. But, you know, you also lost players like Ali Patberg and Alexa Gould Bay 
and uh, Nicole Cardano Hillary. So, you know, you weren't really sure what you were going to see. You, you knew Sidney Parrish could shoot a little bit. You knew, you knew Scalia from Minnesota could shoot. But, you know, you're still down, I guess, three to two net. If you look at it like that, you know, you bring in Garazone, who finally rounded out and kind of filled in those players who had left, I guess is the best way to phrase it. And, you know, she was a she was a big time surprise. And Indiana doesn't have the season that they had this year without her. And what's even more exciting, like I said, she's a freshman. You know, she's got four more or I guess three more years now. The COVID year is messing with me. Three more years to do what she did this year and then build upon that. So, you know, I think Indiana basketball has a really bright future, not only because of the players they had going into next year, but also bringing in Garrison, who's such a young player with the bright lights. They didn't even phase her. And, uh, you know, I'm expecting big things out of her over the course of her career. Of course, next year we get Jules Lamandola from Texas, also Lene Beaumont from Illinois, two girls that have won numerous awards in their respective states. Unfortunately, Mona Zaric, Keander Brown have both announced they're leaving, and, you know, Alyssa Geary's out of eligibility, and the Hoosiers got a couple more scholarships. Where do you think they go from here in terms of dipping into that transfer portal to fill out the roster? You mentioned that Brown and Zarich are, are going to be leaving. You, you know, obviously, Grace Berger and Lisa Geary are also going to be gone as well. So, you know, the, I think the biggest loss, obviously, is going to be Grace Berger. You know, probably your either arguably your best player, pretty solidly your second best player on the team and somebody who's really impacted the culture at Indiana University and the women's basketball program. You know, with her being gone, I think it's going to be more not only an offensive and defensive issue, Nexus knows issue, but also a cultural issue. You know, who's going to be the person to, to hold the team together? Because I believe Grace Berger, from what I've heard, has been the, the glue of this team over the last five years. And so, you know, you look at what you're bringing in, you know, you, you talk about the freshmen coming in, both Gatorade players of the years in Texas and Illinois. So you got a solid foundation coming in to keep this going. You know, you're landing high recruits. Now you might have to look at the transfer portal a little bit, maybe get some other pieces that you can bring in, but Indiana's not losing a whole lot. You know, you bring back four starters, you bring back Sydney Parrish, you bring back uh, Mackenzie Holmes, Sarah Scalia coming off the bench. I, she might be thrusted back into a starting role next year forgetting somebody i know i'm forgetting somebody right now chloe moore mcneil i don't know how i could forget her chloe moore mcneil coming back uh you know indiana's gonna have a really strong uh, starting five next year and the bench i think is going to be deep as well so i think you know we were talking last year i guess last season this season about how indiana we thought they were going to fall off a little bit but they came back better i think this could be a similar situation where we think they're going to fall off a little bit but i think there's a stronger case this year and more confidence that indiana is going to be right back where they were at if not better next year Well, we're going to take a quick break when we come back more with Cruz Martin after this quick timeout. This is Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. I'm injury attorney Matt Lloyd. With an injury claim, don't leave cash on the table by not realizing all the Indiana laws that can help you. The insurance company won't tell you about them, but call me for a free consultation to learn all the important steps to get the best settlement. Call or text 812-333-MATT or go online to MyInjuryCase.com. Let's join forces and fight for a settlement that makes sense for you. 812-333-MATT. Hi, this is Matthew Mounts with Rival Showdown Pro Wrestling, and I listen to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. Welcome back to Talking Sports with Nick Jenkinson on the South Central Indiana News Network. My guest, Cruz Martin, 
IU Media School student, WIUX Radio, Big Ten Network Plus. Cruz, we were talking about the IU women's basketball team. Switching gears to the men's team, it's going to be an overhaul this year. Of course, several seniors are graduating already. Tamar Bates, Jordan Geronimo in the transfer portal. But already Mike Woodson adding a big piece with Peyton Sparks transferring in from Ball State. Yeah, I'm really excited about this addition. You know, I've watched a couple of his highlight reels, and, uh, you know, I'm pretty impressed by what he's able to do. The only concern that I have is at the free throw line. You know, I was talking with one of my friends the other day, and, you know, he had done some research into him, said that he gets to the line more than anybody else in the country. And that raised my question that a lot of Indiana fans will be asking because it's been such a struggle over the last couple of years. What about free throw shooting? You know, last season, he only shot 52% from the free throw line. So, you know, he if he gets to the line, He's got to be able to capitalize, you know, it's not worth getting fouled, you know, other than maybe players fouling out for the opponent's team if you can't capitalize on it. So I think that's something that he's going to have to work on this summer in order to become really effective, because if he can get to the line, not only get to the line, but also knock down free throws, I think he'll be a big impact player going into next season and maybe replacing some of those pieces that Indiana lost this offseason. Miller Cop, Ray Thompson, and of course, Trace Jackson Davis are, are gone. Trace Jackson Davis, obviously one of the most storied careers in IU history. Can you just put into words what he's done for this program? Pretty difficult to captivate, you know, kind of wrap your, wrap your mind around everything that Trace Jackson Davis was able to do, you know, over his, his four-year career at Indiana. You know, I remember Trace Jackson Davis as a freshman when I was a sophomore in high school watching him play. I knew he was going to be good. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he ended up being. But I think I had a pretty good idea after that second year under Archie Miller that this kid was going to be something special. Now, I thought he would end up going to the NBA draft last season, and he did attempt that. Now, obviously, COVID positive tests kind of, you know, prevented him from being able to compete in the uh, and partake in the NBA draft combine, which might have swayed his decision to come back. You know, I think Trace Jackson Davis did more culturally, I think, than anything for Indiana because it, it shows that. Indiana is a place where really good players want to be at and and they believe that they can get themselves back onto the national stage at the biggest, the biggest level. And I think people are realizing that I think Sparks kid took note of that. And Caleb Love from North Carolina, I think is taking note of that too. You know, his name has been thrown around as a player. Indiana can land in the transfer portal. So, you know, I think Indiana culturally is starting to get back. You know, it's had a couple of of spurts and sputters since the Kelvin Sampson days. You know, yeah, obviously there's a lot of pieces going out, but I I have a little bit of confidence. I won't say a hundred percent confidence, but I think there's a good chance that Indiana will have a decent team next year. They won't be as good as they were this year, but I think they'll at least be competitive in the Big Ten. One of the guys that they're hoping to keep is Jalen Hood Shafino, Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Rumors are he's going to probably go, but also he's wanting to stay. So what do you think ultimately happens with Jalen? And if he does go, does that affect Malik Renew staying? I'll hit on Malik Renew real quick. I don't think it affects Malik Renew. I think Renew... I won't say underperform, but I think he ha- he thinks that he has more in the tank to give to Indiana basketball. You know, he's not obviously he's not professional ready yet, you know, only averaging, I think, like four points a game last season. And so he's got a lot left to give. Jalen Huchifino is a different story. You know, his game looks like it would translate to the NBA very well. I mean, he's just such a smooth player, great basketball IQ, such a skilled passer and a scorer offensively. I don't I don't really know what the what's going to happen with Jalen Huchifino, to be honest with you. I would say that the odds are he'll probably go to the the NBA draft. Here's the thing. The biggest the biggest factor is NIL money. You know, I think that Jalen Hood Shafino could probably make more money with name, image and likeness money here at Indiana University than he would playing for probably a G League team. Let's be honest. He, he will probably only play sparingly minutes in the NBA. 
or he'll play solid minutes for a G League team. I don't think that he'll find himself in a normal rotation of an NBA roster as a rookie. So there's some hope Jalen Hood-Shafina will find his way back. In my opinion, odds are that he'll probably end up going to the draft, but I still think there's a chance that he'll return. Of course, spring sports are underway. Baseball is doing well. Softball's on a big winning streak. 18 games ties to the most in school history. And the little 500, of course, is coming up. And I know you're excited because you've, uh, you're going to be on the call for WIUX Radio. Did you think at your first year at IU you'd ever be calling a little 500 race? No, I'll be completely honest with you. I didn't think that that was going to happen, but the opportunity presented itself. For those people who know me well enough, they know that I'm a, I'm a big cycling fan. I watch the Tour de France every single summer. So the opportunity presented itself. And I mean, as soon as I saw the email come through, I jumped on the opportunity and you know my directors were fortunate enough to allow me to uh, be on the call for the greatest weekend in, in college <laughs> life, basically. I mean, I don't know the best way to describe it other than that. Little five weekend is just something else. And uh, to be able to work such a big event on the campus of not only Indiana, but also over campuses across the country. I mean, no, no, no other school has something like little five. So it's going to be a really unique experience. And I can't wait to get started. Yeah, I'm sure that's an amazing opportunity for you. Of course, you called men's soccer in the fall. I touched on this with Austin Platt. Doing soccer on radio, I give you guys credit. How hard is it? And what does it take to just try to paint that picture calling a soccer match on radio? It's, it's kind of like baseball if nothing happened for multiple innings at a time. If nobody was striking out, this is like the equivalent of maybe a batter getting to a 3-2 count and fouling off pitch after pitch for maybe about 30 minutes or so at a time. You just got to kind of find stories to intrigue the listener. Yeah, every once in a while you can add in some play-by-play, some statistics and stuff like that, but it's really the stories that I think complete the broadcast, for us, especially because you can't see what's going on on screen. You got to keep listeners in somehow. You know, you can't just say, oh, he kicks it over here. Now he kicks it over to this guy. You got to make it engaging so people want to keep listening. And, uh, you know, I think that's the biggest challenge is just trying to, you know, not run out of things to say that are that are important and relevant to, to what's going on. You know, and I just listened to Bob Costas speak uh, just a couple hours ago over at Franklin Hall. And, you know, he was talking about, you know, don't just capture the game in itself, you know, capture the bigger picture. You know, what does this mean for the sport? What does this mean for these teams, these individuals? And, you know, having being able to tell a story, you know, while another story is going on, but they, they tie in together. I think that's what makes a broadcast complete in my opinion and I think that's very true for soccer because you know it's such a it's such a different sport it's such a slow-paced sport in terms of scoring you got to be able to fill in time you talk about the opportunities obviously Bob Cost is coming to the IU Media School to speak as good as it gets in sports broadcasting he's one of the best yeah there's no doubt about it and you know as I, my, my friend Hayden Smith, who I actually grew up with, he goes to IU as well, WIUX broadcaster. You know, he was talking about how Bob Costas would be speaking in his class. I was like, that's fantastic. You know, I can't wait to be able to take those classes and hear people speak. I got an email this morning. I was sitting in my finite mathematics class and it was from Galen Clavio and, and uh, it said, Hey, there's open seats. You know, whoever wants to show up to listen to Bob Costas speak, I stopped reading right there. I said, okay, we're getting over to Franklin Hall as soon as we can. Got to see, got to listen to one of the greatest to ever do it give us uh, advice on our careers and you know I think that might have been probably I've talked to a lot of people over the years Don Fisher Chris Denary and whatnot but I think Bob Costas might be one of the biggest names I've ever heard speak truly an honor and a privilege to be able to get to listen and hear advice directly from one of the best sources out there 
We only have a minute left. I just want to hit on the fact that you played high school basketball in southern Indiana, a small school, Borden High School, played for Doc Nash, who is one of the best coaches in the state. What's his impact been on you? Wow, that <laughs> that's a loaded that's a loaded statement right there, man. I can't I can't say enough wor- good words about him. He's he's been one of the biggest influences on my life. There's no doubt about it. He's helped me through some some pretty tough times. You know, he's got my back. I have his. I send him messages every so often to check in on him. After Borden, unfortunately, fell in the sectional final this season and to a buzzer beater of all things, you know, uh, he was more than happy to have me come back in the locker room and revisit some of my old teammates and, you know, just kind of lift their heads and the, their spirits a little bit after a tough loss. He's a family friend. You know, we uh, we see each other all the time. You know, every time I see him, I tell him I love him. He tells me he loves me. And, you know, it's a bond that can't be broken. And, you know, I owe that man my life. So I, I, re- I really appreciate everything he does for me. Probably one of the best coaches, maybe one of the most underrated coaches in all of Indiana high school basketball. He's had a great record. Well, Cruz, I appreciate you joining me. Congratulations on all your success. Best of luck coming up. Of course, you know, you and I got to see each other at all sorts of IU athletic events. So I always appreciate getting to catch up and talk to you. And best of luck in your classes the rest of the semester. And good luck with that little five call. I appreciate the time. Thank you, Nick, so much for having me on. It was an absolute pleasure. Hope everything uh, keeps going well for you. My thanks to Cruz Martin for being my guest this week in IU Sports. Tomorrow, women's golf at the Chattanooga Classic. Softball at Western Kentucky at 6. Baseball at Indiana State at 6. Friday, outdoor track and field at the Tennessee Relays in Knoxville. Rowing at the Big Ten Invitational in Sarasota, Florida. Men's tennis at Nebraska at 6. Baseball hosts Iowa, 6 o'clock on BTN+. Softball at Minnesota, 7 o'clock on BTN+. Saturday, outdoor track and field at the Tennessee Relays in Knoxville. Rowing at the Big Ten Invitational in Sarasota, Florida. Men's golf hosts the Hoosier Collegiate at the Foul Course. Women's tennis hosts Michigan State at 11 a.m. Women's water polo hosts Michigan at 1 o'clock. Baseball hosts Iowa at 1 o'clock on the Big Ten Network. Softball at Minnesota 3 p.m. on BTN+. Sunday, men's golf hosts the Hoosier Collegiate at the Foul Course. Women's tennis hosts Michigan at noon. Baseball hosts Iowa at noon on BTN+. Men's tennis at Wisconsin at 1 o'clock. And softball at Minnesota at 2 o'clock on BTN+. Thank you for joining us this evening, and thanks to our sponsors. On behalf of the entire team here at the South Central Indiana News Network, my name is Nick Jenkinson. Join us throughout the week on social media and every Monday night right here for more Talking Sports. was a production of the South Central Indiana News Network.